um, without saying too much, I think that win was too perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he was a good listener <laughs> and he was really attractive. He's a <laughs> golden boy. He was good at sports. Um, he showed his emotions in front of her. He yeah. emoted. He planned the freaking wedding. Like, what man like that exists? He was just a little too perfect. He had issues, and I'm not to say here. Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Dawn and Ashley, we have been going through hell trying to get this up and running. My garage band just decided to delete itself. I don't know what's going on. And I had some Wi-Fi problems. So hopefully this all goes well. But today we will be reviewing and discussing Happy Place by Emily Henry. Uh, This is not recording on uh, Zoom, so I don't know why I did that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, let's um, If you are new here, welcome, or if not, welcome back. But how we do things is that we will share our rating. Ashley and I do not discuss the book beforehand. We will talk about what we thought about the book, and then we will go into our review of the book. We will do dislikes first, then likes. It will all be spoiler-free, and then we will go into a spoiler edition, but we will let you know before we do that. All right, before we get started, let's find out what Happy Place is about. (laughs) How much I'm going to read from this description. (laughs) Harry and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls. Except now, for reasons they're still not discussing, they don't. They broke up five months ago and still haven't told their best friend, which is now how they find themselves sharing a bedroom in a main cottage that has been their friends group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Their annual respite from the world where for one vibrant, blissful week, they leave behind their daily lives, have copious amounts of cheese, wine, and seafood, and soak up salty coastal air with people who understand them the most. And that's all I'm going to read, because it's a lot. Uh, But yeah, that's what this book is about. All right, (laughs) Ashley, what did you rate Happy Place by Emily Henry? Um, I rated it a 3.75. Um, and I will get into why, like, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just like, that was, you know, I was listening to a few other people talk talk about this book and everything like that. And it's like, you know, the general consensus is like, either you're going to hate it or you're going to love it. And, you know, are you going to read it again type of feel? And so I kind of like based my, uh, rating off of like what I pick the book up again and, the reality is like, no, but would I pick up another book by her? Absolutely. But this one wasn't one that I'm like, oh, I could like reread this book type of thing. Um, like to go on a vacation. But yeah. What about you? What'd you rate it? I also gave it a 3.75. At first I was saying 3.5, but then I was doing my notes. I was like, ah, oh, it's a little bit better than 3.5, but it is not better than a 4. And so I am going to go with a 3.75 also. Oh, okay. 
This is like completely sideways from our last book talk. Last several. Last several. <laughs> See, Dot, this is why, like, this is why we're friends. Because, like, at the end of the day, we know a good book from a bad book type of thing. And then at the other times, it's like, we know what you like and you know what I like type <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing really, like like terrible about this book I think you know because we're going to go into like our dislikes um right now I think it's just a personal choice as to like how how you feel about it you know and like how the writing style was because let's face it like Emily Henry writes romance novels it's what she does and a lot of romance that we've seen it's very formulaic as Don would say it's very formulaic you can almost kind of guarantee like what the general like bones are of the story you don't know everything but it's like you're like I'm, I'm okay like they're not together anymore their friends group is separate you know still there and they have to like give this whole united front and it's like okay well you know there's going to be like oh no I still love him and I still love her and like oh my goodness what are we going to do over here and then there's a crisis moment and then there's probably reconciliation moment type of feel so it's just like, are we, are we glad with the journey with how we got there? Um, yeah. so yeah. So let's get into our dislikes, right? Right. Is yep. that where we're at? So someone wrote, and I have to say this because I think it's hilarious because right now Taylor Swift is like literally performing all over the world. Um, at least all over the country. And someone literally wrote this, <laughs> this book is a Taylor Swift song waiting to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You know, like what difference would be like our our dear win song? I feel like <laughs> oh, I don't really have anything like super negative about this book that I didn't like, um, and that's just like a personal preference, I guess, because there's not. I don't know, like, like her write. I really do like her writing, so I don't have a problem with her writing. I don't have a problem with how she decided to go about, um, you know, with her characters and stuff like that. I think the only, like, there's just a few nitpicks that I have. Um, so if you are ready for nitpicking time, I'm here for nitpicking time. Well, you guys knew what my dislikes were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, do you have any dislikes oh. or? <laughs> well, I totally agree. Like, as I was thinking about this book, I was like, there's really nothing, like, glaringly dislikable about this book the characters were fine the setting is fine her writing is fine there's nothing like oh my god I hate this but something made me give it a lower rating and I think it's because this book is a little too relatable and mm. there's no juicy bits like <laughs> I need some juice I need some juicy somebody to cheat on somebody somebody to do something and these people were just I mean, their issues were realistic, they were relatable, but it was too relatable, and I needed a little bit more juiciness, and there just wasn't, I was a little bored, and I will say, I think this book was 30 pages and two conversations too long, it mm -hmm. was just dragging out the inevitable, and I'm yelling at these characters like, oh my god, will you just <laughs> say it already, it's driving me crazy, even though in real life, we probably don't do that, but right. I don't want to read that in a book. I need you to move it along. Yes. Yes. And so 
Yeah, all of my stuff is basically nitpicks, but that's just the overall why I gave it a 375. It's just, it's a fine book, but it was just mm-hmm. missing oomph. Yeah. I think I would agree with you. Like, that is something that I almost feel like we needed a little bit more tea being spilled. Like, what, yeah. you know, like it was, it was too, like you said, it was too realistic in, in the same sense that, like, would that have happened over a weekend? 100%. Like, I could totally see this whole entire scenario being played out in real life. And probably in real time. That this maybe was just too much real time for us in the book. But I was waiting for more of, like, a big reveal. A big, like, oh, my goodness. And it wasn't really like that. And I'm like, but I'm not mad about it. But I am a little bit. But I'm not. Like, you know, because it's like, I understand. Thanks for not, you know, yeah. creating something that doesn't exist. Um, but I guess, like, for me, you, you know, um, I guess we can go to nitpicks. Are you ready? Are you ready for them now? Are we ready to nitpick? Yeah. It's nitpicking time. Um, you know, I feel like the, with, with two of the characters, I feel like they didn't get enough, like, screen time, if you will. Like, I felt like their story was kind of untold between, um, Chloe and Kimberly within this book, or Kimmy, or however, whatever her name is. I feel like we got a lot of backstory between, like, Wynn and Harriet, which I love. Like, usually you actually see, like, growth and whatever. And Sabrina and her man, too. But it was, like, with those two, the girls, I was like, I feel like we're missing something. Like, but maybe their life is just that simple, and, like, that was all that there was to tell. Um... But I felt like their story wasn't told. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I agree. But I think it's just because the focus was Harriet and Wynn. Sure. And there was just no time for the other two people. And it wasn't like Sabrina, I think his name was Parth, had that much more development either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that Kimmy was annoying. She got on my nerves. Yes. Yes, I did not like her either. She was not 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 a fan choice of mine. <laughs> um, without saying too much, I think that Win was too perfect. Mm-hmm. Like he was a good listener, <laughs> and he was really attractive. He's a <laughs> golden boy. He was good at sports. Um, he showed his emotions in front of her, he emoted, he planned the freaking wedding, like, what man like that exists? He was just a little too perfect. His issues, which I'm not going to say here because it is a spoiler, but his issues were just, like, really? Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by, we needed some more, we needed, like you said, more tea. He needed something else. He needed more red flags. He was just too perfect. Yes, yes. And I think, too, like, I'm not going to go into, like, my other nitpick too much, but, like, when we have, like, the big, like, showdown, right, like, between the both of them, and the response that I got from Wynn's side, I was like, oh, oh, that's new. Oh, oh, you know, because I was, like, playing it in my head. I'm like... He's going to say this, this, and this, and it's, you know, I'm like, there it is, Hallmark movie number 5.0 over here, like, it's exactly what would happen. Then he pulled something out of left field, and I was like, 
Am I mad about that? And I almost think I <laughs> was a little bit because I was like, oh, oh, he's actually like listening to, oh, we're, we're, we're commenting and addressing all the issues that she's presenting. What is this? Like, like who... This to me is like like a well groomed like um, marriage relationship. Like they've been together for so long that all of a sudden he knows how to communicate, and she knows how to communicate. And I was like, oh, well, so so how'd you get here in the first? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a little like left fieldy where I was like, am I? Should I applaud her writing on this? kind of how I felt because I wasn't expecting it I literally pulled a you I was like I swear to goodness if this comes out and that's what the answer is this book is getting you know <laughs> low rating <laughs> do you have any what's more what's another one of your nitpicks um another one of mine is like I guess we don't really <sighs> we don't really get a lot of why Harriet makes a decision that she does in regards to her job. I guess, like, we get presented with her just being infatuated with this one job for the longest time, and all of a sudden I feel like this other job alternative just kind of comes out of nowhere, and I, I almost don't find it believable in a sense. I, You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like... It's like yes, I I feel like I can believe it, but I don't know. I'm still having a hard time. Like, am I okay with that answer? I don't know. <laughs> um, I think this book kind of suffers from quote unquote rich people problems. Oh, there's something on my face. Girl, you literally had a bug crawling on your face. <laughs> I, I tried wiping it off of my screen. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, sometimes I get help with my hair. <laughs> Um, I, oh, I was saying that this book kind of suffers from rich people problems, even though Wynn isn't rich, but yeah, yeah, he has, he, he got a, yeah, anyway, um, and so she is able to do that mm -hmm. because this book, there's a doctor and a lawyer and they are, they own a farm and like, that's like, that's so unrealistic to like a typical friend group. Like, if you think of our friend group, we have a teacher, like a fifth grade teacher, mm -hmm. and a graphic designer, and a librarian, and like, what are you, like an accounts manager? Yeah. <laughs> and and then whatever Madeline is at the time, you know, that's, that's our friend group. I feel like that's realistic. Yeah. But doctor, lawyer, farmer. Um, we haven't graduated to that bracket. That's not our bracket. Yeah. Yeah. And if one day Alyssa decides she don't want to be a teacher no more, you think she's gonna make a whole bunch of money on Etsy? Like you think that's just that's just gonna happen for her? No, <laughs> she has to work really hard at that. She can't just like, oh well, you know, I got two kids and a husband, and uh, I'm a teacher, but you know, I'm just gonna give all that up. Not to say that she makes a buttload of money, but she doesn't have the luxury. Yes. Of saying, I think I'm going to be an Etsy seller. And I'm not shitting on Etsy sellers, but it's just, you're giving up your benefits. You're giving up, oh, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be Etsy seller now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I think too, like this book just lacks some honesty. 
Like, that's probably my last little nitpick, you know? Like, some of these conversations could have been avoided. I'm like, y'all, y'all just going to be honest with each other? I mean, there was a lot of, like, putting on a front that I, like, I felt like every single character did. Every single character did. And I was like, oh, but maybe it is along the terms of, like, because they have money and because they come from I'm put together and whatever, like, they just have to do that naturally. I don't know. But, yeah. That was my I didn't hate one. that because I think, as like, if we look at our little friend group, we have some secrets that we don't always share. Mm-hmm. And then we find out about it and we're like, oh, oh. damn. You yes. know what I mean? So I'm not, I don't, I don't think, that didn't bother me that uh, Cleo, what's her name? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Cleo had a bone to pick with um, uh, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And that Harriet had her own issues. Like, we'll talk about that later more. But yeah, that didn't bother me. Okay. Okay. But I see what you're saying. You got some secrets, Dawn? Now's the time. Share them out. <laughs> I do, but I don't tell y'all. <laughs> um, I had two more nitpicks. Okay. One was, I felt like, and this is like really, really, really nitpicky, but I felt like their college days were a little too idyllic. Like, who, who has like pillow fights and slumber parties and we're going to play a game at the grocery store? Like, what the fuck is that? I was just like, guys, come on. <laughs> See, the game at like, the I grocery store out in the middle of nowhere I kind of went to a college out in the middle of nowhere and it was boring and for fun we would get on the bus and go to Super Walmart that's what it was called at the time Super Walmart and just walk around walk around Walmart for an hour that was fun for us but we didn't play any damn games or nothing we just got on the bus and went to Walmart we did we so like the supermarket game I've done as an adult with like another adult couple that like my husband and I are really close with but like but we had so so like that whole part I was like oh my gosh like we're not the only weird ones (laughs) and I just I just made fun of you sir it's okay (laughs) I'm weird and she knows that it's fine I said you know I'm weird and it's okay And my last nitpick is uh, she kept calling it Lobster Fest, and I just kept thinking of Red Lobster. I'm like, you're totally ruining the imagery for me when you call it Lobster Fest. Yeah. I felt like it lost its uniqueness for being vain. Like, <laughs> yeah. Lobster I just, I, I felt like we were going to, like, someone's hoedown in the backyard, you know, like, with their <laughs> lobsters. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's all the nitpicks I have, but yours yours are pretty good. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's go into likes. What was your first like? Yeah, you know what? I think I truly do admire um, and Emily's uh, like capability to be able to do the whole like past to present storytelling. I think she does a really good job of that because, um, I mean, we read people we meet on vacation and it was like, without having her do that, things would have gotten lost in like the whole entire story. And I think she does a good job of like, kind of making you wish for more of the backstory. Cause it's, it was 
almost for me, like in some areas, I was like, oh, the backstory is way more interesting than the present story right now that that's going on. And I, and I enjoyed that where it's like, I feel like some books are like, oh Lord, here we go again. Blast from the past five years ago, blah, blah, blah. You know, like just some authors just can't do a good job of making that past storytelling be captivating because it's 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 hard to do and you have to do it in a in a very specific way. So I I did enjoy that a lot. I wasn't like oh man here we go again. So, I agree. Yeah. Um, I do think the college friendship relationship is relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when you go to college, you left most of the time you left your high school friends because they're all doing their own thing. And then you go to college, you got to make new friends. And a lot of times those college friends become your adult friends. But then life gets in the way and it's really hard to like connect with people every year. And then when you do, they have secrets that they're not sharing. And um, like for me, like my college friends were like, we were like sisters because we kind of pledged, um, it wasn't a sorority. So if you don't know, I I pledged, well, if you don't know, um, I pledged um, a little sister organization. So it was part of IOTA 5 Theta, it's a historical black fraternity. And so we were little sisters, but we still had to pledge. We weren't rushing. We were like hazed and we all went through that together and we kind of formed this sisterhood. And then we graduated. And even though we all lived in Illinois, like one person lived in Rockford, I lived in Zion, another person lived in Chicago, another person lived in Kenosha, it was still hard for us to get together. And we would like make plans to, to like visit each other on 4th of July and on New Year's, but even that stretch and I haven't seen them in, in 10 years mm-hmm. and they, they, we all still live in Rockford, Chicago. We all still live relatively close. So for people that are coming across the country to reconnect and all of their baggage and like they don't talk enough. And I, I totally related to it. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I really did enjoy their friendship dynamic. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that too. Cause I think about like, even just our, our friend group that, that we had, you know, like back at home, it was like, that was something that like, you know, there were times where it was like getting together was like pulling teeth. We were like, everyone be okay. Then one person's like, I can't make it that weekend. And we're all like, okay, what are we going to do to make sure that this happens? Like, you know, and just like the amount of, um, I guess dedication to, to get to that point of like where these friends are of like, no, like this weekend closed off, always closed off that weekend. Like I'm not available in anywhere else. I, I applauded that. And I was like, Oh, that's great. I really like that for sure. Um, I honestly just really loved how the relationship within the story, like you, it like, it's just centered around, um, the changes in their lives and how like they've weathered all of it together. Like, I love that. I really do. Because it just kind of shows that like, you know, when you find people that are that important to you, you know, like you just, when you take a step back and you look through like all the moments where they've been there, it's like, oh my gosh, like you've helped shape who I am. And like, or they get to see who you've become and like why that is and to see you stand out and everything. Um, so I just really liked to see their relationship blossom from, you know, college to adulthood to now, like where, where we see them in the book. I think she did that really well for sure. I liked Harriet and I liked her, her family 
issues. They weren't over the top. She just had parents who were not in love with each other and they're just kind of staying together out of habit or something. And then the pressure that she had to, they, her parents are basically living vicariously through her, especially her mom, because her mom, like, married even though she wasn't ready to and she didn't get to really have the career she wanted so she's living through her daughter and Harriet kind of carries that weight and then she's doing this job because she feels like it's going to make other people happy and she's carrying that weight and then she's got this relationship with this guy that broke up and she's carrying that weight and I I thought that she was a pretty well-developed character she didn't annoy me I thought she was relatable I liked I like the way she communicated, how it all developed and everything. I thought she communicated way better than Wynn did, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But I really like the part, I don't know if this is a spoiler, maybe it's a spoiler, I'll save it. But yeah, <laughs> I liked I liked Harriet. I did, t- I, I think I would agree to that was my next one. I liked the fact that, like, she wasn't annoying, like, your normal, like, you know, lead in a story sometimes. Sometimes the girls are like, you're just stupid. Please stop talking. Like, <laughs> you know, but, like, I liked her family dynamic for sure because it, it, I feel like it's a story that's not told about, like, parents getting together because they're like, oh, crap, like, we have a kid. Like, so we've got to, like, just figure it out and just basically coexisting together they're completely unhappy with with each other but they're happy for their kids and like they're they're there to support their children and just like you know make the best of what they have type of thing um and i loved how um just in that book we get to see harriet's relationship with her family and how that progresses and how some truth is able to come out through that we're not just like left with them just being unhappy just to be unhappy um so I really did like that part, that part. Um, and I actually did like Sabrina a lot. Um, and that's just because, you know, Sabrina is the ideal friend that is going to do their best, whether they die trying to keep a group of friends together to make sure everyone is happy, everyone is accommodated for, you know, and just like throughout the book, like you see like, Sabrina has an extreme attention to detail based on that person. Like, I feel like we're supposed to think that she's, like, shallow and doesn't really, like, understand what other people are going through. And it's, like, in reality, like, she sees everything and she's documenting everything and she's trying her best to make sure that, like, um, each of the friends feels like they get to do something that's important to them. Um, You know, and there's even that scene where, like she's planned private activities for them individually. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, and she knew them better than they knew themselves at some points. And I was like, that's so cool. I was like, I want her as a friend, (laughs) just someone that like they're, and they're not expecting anything else other than just like, just, just be a friend to them. Just talk to them, just communicate to them. Just, you know, what a normal friend should do. (laughs) Um, like kudos to Emily Henry for being able to develop a character that's hardly on the page. Like Sabrina's not on the page that much, but yeah. you know exactly who she is and why she planned every detail to that trip. And I think it it had something to do with, you know, oh, it's a spoiler, but there were reasons why she really planned out everything. Mm-hmm. And like I said, 
she wasn't on the page that much, but I knew exactly who she was. Yeah. She was a very dynamic character, had a lot of layers to her. She was not flat at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's hard to do. Yeah. Some authors cannot do that. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I think that um, Emily Henry does really well is that, like, I feel like each of the characters that at least that we're presented with, she does a really good job of you understanding who they are, you know, whether they're on the page that much or not. Um, which I love because I feel like our, like one of our last books, it was like the characters that you, you just didn't care, right? You just didn't, you didn't really care what happened to them. And it's like, if you're going to write a book about friends, you know, spending a week together, like I should be able to fall in love with each of them and in in their own way like I should feel this connection between each of them in their own way yeah so um my last like is like you said we did read the friends we meet on vacation and one of my biggest issues was the title did not match the book and I felt like this title finally matched the book and not just because the chapter heading was called happy place but like I felt like every well at least the main characters had a happy place and there were different dynamics to the title and the meaning of it to every character um it wasn't just that they were in their happy place at the time there were other ways that she kind of fit that theme into her book so i was like yay the title matches the book yes yes and it's almost like like a play on words too because it's not like when i read the title i was like oh okay like where is that gonna go and then like you you see how she plays that title in and i'm like oh girl you did good you did real good because like i said people we meet on vacation 100 percent, we were like okay so is she gonna meet someone on vacation like like like, what does that mean like you know and it turns out like it's totally different we're like that doesn't even match it at all like what what so, but yeah, that's all I really had for, for likes for it is, I mean, it's not, this book is not a hard book to read in any capacity. I think it is this, the same type of um, reading that Emily is trying to capture, which is like, you can pick it up, you can take it on a vacation with you, you can have a light book to read. Um, but because like, I literally sat down, I read this book in one day, in like, in like six hours. Um, and that was just because of the fact that, like, that's just, I think, how she intends to write them. And I and I enjoy that because it's like if I'm going to go and look for, you know, a book to read while I'm, you know, going on vacation, going to the beach, whatever, along our car drive. Emily Henry, in my opinion, has got my, my boat. I will pay money for that, like, because I know it'll at least be yeah. good. So, um well, so we are going to get into our, like, spoiler part of our talk, but before we do, if you do not want to hear the spoilers about Emily Henry's new book, then now will be the time to do that, but our our next book is going to be uh, The Fourth Wing, correct? Um, I don't remember the author's name. Do you remember? Rebecca Yaros, okay. I think. Okay, so that is going to be our book for um, for June. So if you don't want to hear a spoil, stay tuned for June's podcast because we're going to be doing the fourth wing. 
by whatever the author's name is because you are way better at names than I am. So I, I love you so much. <laughs> okay, and we are going to spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. All right, so we are officially back into our uh, book talk on Happy Place by Emily Henry, and we are going to spoil stuff for you now. So, I guess, like, should, should we start with the tea of, like, their relationship? Should we start with that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, when we go, when we get to the beach house, right, and they're like, holy crap, my ex-fiance is here, and we broke up five months ago, and we have to act like we're still together. I was dying because them talking about, like, how much should we touch? How much should we not touch? Well, I was all over you beforehand, so I, you need to be all over me now. And then, like, just that whole build, if you will. I was cracking up so hard. Um, and then when she, like, when Harriet comes to finally realize, like, like, oh, I still have feelings for him, and maybe he does for me as well. And then she starts, like, playing him big time. I was like, girl, you're going to he's going to walk out of there with blue balls. That's all I, that's all I had <laughs> with it. Um, but I guess like, did you, did you see it coming? Like with what their, uh, what their split was about? No, but I liked it. I, it was different. I knew it wasn't going to be because she cheated on him. Um, but I do like how that was kind of a, um, a fake out. Yes. And I like, how that all came to be because it really played into his insecurities when um she kissed that other guy and the guy was like yeah right like you're gonna stay with the upholster guy like that really kind of like cemented that her that you know he was insecure because she was smarter than him and it wasn't that she was smarter than him it wasn't like toxic smarter than him it was just that He's just not a very bright guy. He doesn't have a lot going for him. His sisters have a lot going for him. And then he's married to this woman who's going to be a brain surgeon. It's like, it's just like killing his insecurities. And then on top of that, he's got depression and everything. And so, um, I, I don't know. I, I liked it. Because yeah. once again, it went along with the title of the book. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was not expecting him. And I, if I'm reading it correctly, he broke up with her because when they went to visit her parents, she said, promise me we won't end up like our parents, that we will, we won't date anymore if we're not happy. Yes. And at one point he said, are you happy? Like earlier on in the book. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Am I happy? But, which is why he broke up with her because she told him to, she said, if we're not happy anymore, we need to break up. And he did it. Yes. And I was like, it's just that simple, but I loved it. I was yes. like, okay. Yeah, she had maybe communicated that a little better, but <laughs> essentially, he was listening. Good job, yeah. Win. You know, like, <laughs> which I think it just plays into like, like he never once bad talked her. Like, never, never once was like she's terrible. She doesn't do this for me. She doesn't meet me where I need to be. None of that. Like, this man is like head over heels in love with her. And he did what he thought was best for her in that moment because he knew that she was struggling with, like, what was going on. And he knew that he was not in a happy place 
to be that happy place for her because his dad died. You know, his dad died, his mom's sick, his girlfriend is off, you know, or fiance at the time is off, you know, doing her residency, which like that whole schedule in and of itself is crazy intense. Like crazy. Like they're not around ever because they're either in school and then they're also doing their residency at, at, a, at a hospital. Like they're, they're constantly gone. Um, and so I really liked the fact that he was man enough to be like, you know what? Like she told me that this is like where she's at and doesn't ever want to get to this point of like where her parents were, which was unhappy. Um, and he did that and, and then he got help for himself. Like, he, I, know. I was but like, he's way too good to be true. I know. I'm like this man, li- literally. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So when, when he's like pouring his heart out to her, like at the house, I'm like, I did not expect that. And I almost thought it was fake because it was just, it's not your normal, like, like this is, uh, you know, you looked at him funny and I, I, I just knew we weren't an item anymore or I was jealous or all. No, he had like good concrete reasons as to why. I was like, we have we have lived a life of warpedness at this point in time because if this is like a shocker to the system, <laughs> you know, we're, something's wrong. Something is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching too much bad day TikTok. Uh-huh. That's my excuse. Or love is blind at this point in time for me because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Brett and Tiffany at this point in time. That's what I felt like from season four. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. A real couple. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> um, so that part, I really, I really did like that. It wasn't what I expected. Um, and I applaud, I applaud Emily Henry for that, too, because it's like, it makes me want to read more from her because I'm like, the girl can write. She can write a good book. It's not going to be the same stuff all over again all over the page um what were your thoughts about i guess um like chloe and sabrina and harriet's like relationship all three of them are completely different yeah uh like i said in the spoiler free like sabrina was planning the trip to like every detail of their life she was planning because I think she was trying to get back to their college happy place mm-hmm. because they were selling their her parents were selling their house and so this was their last time to be in that house and to have these same memories and at first I was like oh god this girl is planning this whole trip to a T that is booty but mm-hmm. no there's a reason why she did it and the foghorn so I did yeah I I I like that part of her character. I also, I don't know, it kind of hit me hard when she says, if I don't do the planning, if I'm not the one who gets it started, then we will never, ever meet. And I feel like everyone knows that person who works so hard to make sure everybody is there, everybody can, everybody can, is available on this date and time, and they work so hard to make sure everyone has a good time. I'm not Sabrina, I'm more of the Harriet, but... Everybody knows the Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and you appreciate them so much because you're like, 
thank you. Thank you for considering me. You know, and there's some days where you're like, if we get one more list as to where we're supposed to be at what time, girl, chill the frick out. People are hungover and you're over here with the foghorn waking us all up at 8 a.m. Hello? Nobody wants to do that on vacation. No. <laughs> um, I, I just, I like that part too where like, I think it's Harriet gets into like Chloe and like Kimmy's like bed basically and is like, can we just act like she doesn't see us? I like that whole entire moment. I was like, I've had that. I've literally had that moment like with friends where you've been like, just pretend like we're not here. It's fine. Like, do you think they'll stop? You know, mm -mm, it's going to sound in like five minutes and sure enough it did. Like, <laughs> um, I thought that was really sweet. I also really thought that like Chloe's backstory and her being like a farmer, I was like, I've, I, I'm here for this. Like, you know, they've got a whole different lifestyle than Sabrina and Parth and um, with Harriet and Wynn, you know, like they've like owning a farm is a whole thing in and of itself. And I thought that it was so sweet that like, you know, they're wanting to have a family of their own. And it was like, and they had to admit that like they're trying for a baby and it's like, you know, they have to go through surrogacy and like all this other stuff. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting just because, um, I almost feel like Chloe had a hard time admitting those things to Sabrina because Sabrina was, you know, from money and she's got all these other things going on and it's just like completely out of left field as well that I don't think that Sabrina would have accepted it as well as she was hoping for and that's why she kept it a secret. Um, cause she didn't, cause she didn't almost want Sabrina's over like oh my goodness like we got to plan all this for you we need to do all this stuff um so I did really like that um just the dynamic there for sure um what was your favorite uh weird thing that they had to do on the trip <laughs> of all the all the Sabrina activities if you will <laughs> I don't think I liked any of the Sabrina activities no no I thought the part where they got high was just like way too long the part where they were on the ferris wheel and she threw her bra at him and I'm like that is really stupid that that was that cemented that I couldn't stand Kimmy anymore um <laughs> the, the 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 movie that they went to I was just like whatever maybe that was what was the movie I forgot I don't even remember dude <laughs> I feel like there was a point where I chuckled where they were talking and then someone was like, hey, shut up down there. And they were like, oh, my God, somebody else is in here. Like, I chuckled a little bit at that, but mm -hmm. that was it. I think for me, I, I liked the bookstore, like, thing where it's like they go in and they, like, have to oh, find yeah. a book that is like, that they're going to pick up, like, while they're there to, like, semi-read but not read, you know, but then you got the ones that you're like, so did you find your newest, like, table centerpiece, like, that you're not going to read at all? Um, I thought that that was kind of fun, because I could see our, our friend group doing that, for sure. Um, yeah. And I did, like, uh, and I don't know if I missed something. Did they get married at the end? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. But I did like when they went to go to the to get the cake. And what did it say? Happy birthday. What was it? What was oh, her inside joke? Oh, my goodness. Kits. Pardon her. Oh, I... Oh, oh Wicked Pisser. There Happy is. birthday, Wicked Pisser. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. I like that. That's yes. their wedding cake. That, yes. That's great. I 
I did. I did. <laughs> I did like that too. It was, it was so sweet. Um, and it was just abnormal too for like, I feel like just their, their friend group and like what's been expected of them. And then I also thought it was just like, you know, Sabrina's trying to make that memory last of like her home to be a happy place before it gets sold. Um, and all of that. And I did like, um, I guess more so, more so towards the end, um, with Harriet and her just finding her passion for something that she wants to do. And like, there's just so many times where I feel like, um, you know, parents have a way of kind of leading your, your life to go in a certain direction. And it takes a lot for, you know, you to do like self a self-check, self-awareness of like, am I really happy here? Like, am I really like, is this really where I want to want to do? Like, am I smart? Yeah. But I, you know, like there's just her whole talk about like, I go to work and I'm, I'm sad and I'm not happy and I leave work sad and like, it's just dark and it's not fun. Um, and all of that. And so the fact that she finds like her solace in pottery and just like creating something, and it doesn't have to be beautiful. It can be ugly. And it can also just be an emotion that she's feeling in that moment. I thought that was really cool. Um, just for her, because she's still like creating something. She's creating life in something. So I kind of like put those two together because she's still fixing things, right? She's still fixing life to happen or beauty to happen, if you will. Not life per se, because pottery doesn't come to life, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I do also like that, like, Win was not, um, you know, he's your golden boy. He's, he's cute. He's good looking. He doesn't really have anything going for him other than that. Um, and then him just finding something that made him happy as well. And it's like, he's excelling at it in a rate that you're like, oh my gosh, dude, like you were in the wrong field. 100%. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, go ahead. That's what I was saying with those like rich people problems, because yes, he now can do upholstery great and he's selling well. So yeah, she's going to leave her surgeon job, all those student loans and everything, and do pottery work at a pottery store for fifteen dollars an hour, maybe. You know that ain't full time. She has him now to rely on because he's selling fifteen thousand dollar tables. Yeah. And maybe she can, like, sell her pottery with the tables or have it in the studio or whatever. She can kind of sell her shit. But that's not, that's not realistic. Ain't nobody going to be like, well, I can't be a surgeon. Going to go sell pottery at the at the Sherpa pottery place. That's one from here. Yeah, right. The Sherpa yeah. pottery. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I love that her, but it's unrealistic. Yes, that that part. I was like, do we believe this ending? Like, is this ending good? Like, is you know? <laughs> you know what I did like about it though is that her mom was like, clearly she had to leave her job and marry a man that she did not really want to marry, and she's trying to tell her daughter, do not leave your dreams for a man. Do not leave your dreams for a man. And she's she's looking at it from a negative point of view because that that was negative for her. But essentially. Harry does leave her job for a man, but she wants to do it. She doesn't have to. She loves him. Mm -hmm. He loves her. She does not want to be a surgeon. And she is happy leaving that life to be with this man because she wants to. And I think that that's, I think sometimes as women, 
and feminists, we get told, don't you do this shit for a man? No, mm-hmm. so you be your own woman. And so then when we see a woman that leaves her this awesome possible career for a man, you're like, girl, what you doing? But, you know, she wants to, and that's yeah. okay, too. Yeah, and I and I like, too, that, like, she comes to that decision without him, right? Like, she makes that decision without him being like, please, Harriet, please stay with me, please love me forever, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like she has to decide that for herself, and I think that that just shows, um, you know, like, she knows what she wants, and that's it, and she's okay with that. Um but yeah, I, I did like this book. I did like this book. Um, like I said, would I read it again? Mm. No, probably not. Just because I was okay with how it ended. It didn't wow me enough to be like, I need to read this over and over again. I know some people that reread books when they're in a dark place and they just, they do it because it makes them happy. You know, this is, this would not be that book for me. However, there's nothing bad about this book. No. <laughs> you know. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it. But, yeah, that concludes, I guess, our podcast for, for today on Happy Place by Emily Henry. And so we will see you guys in the next podcast as we discuss The Fourth Wing by... Rebecca Yaros. Rebecca Yaros. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.